Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, hey, yo, hey. good day and welcome to another episode of RoadFS Detail Memoirs. And today it's all about getting into the trenches. My name's Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey, as you know. And today we have somebody you all recognize, Billy Bogus on. How you doing today, Billy? Good, brother. How are you? We're, we're doing good, man. We're doing awesome. <clears throat> so, and, and I love today's topic. We've had a great conversation for the last... 30 minutes just us kind of pre-show and you know when when you and i were back in indianapolis unfortunately rob wasn't able to join us i mean we had some great conversations and when we walked away when i left i just really got thinking about how easy in business it is to get sucker punched to get mentally in a funk and i'm like you know what who else better to have the conversation with so thank you for uh taking the time to visit with us oh it's my honor and pleasure guys it's always good to sit down with you guys and talk business and life yeah so so let's oh man (laughs) wow thanks man that's good earmarked and everything man that's awesome so yeah i've actually started a second book that has been quite the uh intellectual journeys really made me reflect so as i get closer i'll let you know but thank you man i appreciate the the props and listen so, if you guys if you guys when you get started haven't bought jody's book check it out learn to dance with the currents of life when you feel like you're drowning um i've, I've gone through here it's on my desk here on my short list i've read some things in here and then it's almost like a daily bible so job jody well thanks man yeah you know it's and it the impetus of that book was me being in a very dark, dark season of my life. And I think a lot of times we know as business owners, we as men in our families, we often go through life with, we put on our mask. Mm -hmm. We put, you know what? We got it. Everything's together. We're going to figure it out. But inside there is a an emotional hurricane that we are battling with mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, and sometimes getting out of bed can be a challenge as a business owner and going, all right, how am I going to face the challenges that have been fa- put on my shoulders and some, sometimes by choice, <laughs> sometimes by mistake, sometimes by outside forces that you can't even control. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we wanted to have a real talk about how do you get through those low periods as a business owner, as a man, as a woman, you know, in your families, because it's a real issue, but sometimes we kind of talk around the subject instead of getting real. 
Yeah, you know, I can't disagree. Um, it happens. It happened to me today. You know, I woke up for no apparent reason, had a good night's sleep, and for no apparent reason, I woke up this morning and, and felt like I wasn't 100%. In years past, that would probably, you know, mess up my entire day. And, uh, you know, people say, well, I had a bad day. Well, you had bad moments within that day. And the way I've been able to kind of, um, I hate to use the word master, but win, win some of those battles is focus on my core values. And, and you got to have a purpose ultimately, but focus on what my core values, who am I as a person, and just do the hard things. Do it anyway. Yep. So, and, and, and one of the reasons we want to talk about this is because so many times, <clears throat> and I think, I think for me, um, you know, as Jody mentioned, as a man, as a husband, as a father, and as a business owner, we try to put on the happy face, you know, and I do it especially with my kids, right? I don't ever want my kids to see me, you know, as, from my generation, your kids can't see you lose, you know, they can't see you in a vulnerable position. And that's just not true. I mean, it helps you get through it. And, and I was talking to Billy earlier about something where there's a term out there and I just started looking at it called toxic positivity. And that's that kind of bullshit facade that you put on when, you know, oh, everything's great. Everything's great. It's not always great. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get right into it. I'll get to get real with you guys. In the last two weeks, we got <laughs> shit on. And I'm not kidding <laughs> shit on everybody out there. We had a bank that had a major issue and over $130,000 got sucked out of my account the day before payday. And it was all for bills and payday and everything. And all of a sudden it's, it's gone. And you want to talk about, uh, there's no, there was no fake positivity. Um, <laughs> I was telling Billy earlier, I didn't sleep for four days. I just sat there and wring my hands and there's, there's good ways to deal with it and bad ways to deal with it. Jody has a tendency to be more on the positive side, and it's really good to have that sounding board um, because when it happened, I go into uh, uh, well, everything's just, falling. Let's just say <laughs> Jody's the angel on one shoulder, as Daryl Lyons to put it, and I'm the devil on the other one. And bring the, out the bat, baby. Bring out the bat. In yeah. this situation, the bank got the bat. They did not get the angel. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they probably would have got the, the bat on my end too. <laughs> so, so the, 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 the good part about this is that I've got that, that sounding board, right? So, so in your life, Billy, what do you, who do you have that you fall back on when you're having those bad days? Uh, you know, my wife, obviously, and, uh, she's not here cause she has her job, right? So she's not always here or, you know, able for me to talk to. But I have people in the industry that, that I, you know, I feel like have to guide me and bring me back to center balance. And I have a, a small circle of people I can count on one hand that I that I rely on that can give me good sound advice. And not so much even business advice, just advice on being a man, how to process things and how to get through the situation. Because now your situation is, is quite extreme. You know, when you're um, people are depending on you and you got to pay the bills and keep things going very easy to uh just go nuclear i guess you could say but for us for us you know um and marcus parsley is a very very good friend of mine we, we talk almost every day he's one of those people and i tell him things and people don't get to see the underbelly the underside of things but so um i have a select few people that i do talk to and and i also want to emphasize that the people that i talk to are not yes men they're not going to sit there and tell me, well, Billy, you're right. And, and that person was wrong. You know, the people that I have, excuse me, the people I have are going to hold me accountable mm -hmm. wrong. 
has developed the hiccups. So I think it's important to have a group people, a group of people with you. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to hear you out at the same time, give you the sound advice going forward. But, you know, I don't know if I sh- should mention names or, or, you know, what, but whether it's in your family, you have to have people that, that give you that balance that will say, hey, you're wrong, but they're still in your corner, even, even if you're in the yeah. wrong or you're in the right. Yeah. If I'm in the right, excuse me, they're not going to pile on if something's going on. Let's say, for instance, on social media, my, my friends are not going to go out there and defend me in public eye, in the public eye and say, oh, you guys are all wrong. Billy's right. They're not going to do it, even if I am right. It's yeah. Simple. And I, I think that's what's important. And so, so for me, when this happened, I mean, literally I have a tendency to, uh, oh man, I have a tendency to flame up, right? There's this, I can't think of the movie. There's this Disney movie where all the characters are emotions <laughs> and there's this one character anger. And every time somebody looks at him wrong, it literally flames you. shoot. I said, I got one of those at my house. My kids gave it to me. Cause they know that as soon as that, when, when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to flame up. Wow. Right. And it was, it was drastic in here two weeks ago. It was a, it was a shit show. That Friday was, and um, the bank, and like I said, the bank got the brunt of it. And, um, but in that situation, the, uh, the outcome of this, just to get to the end of this, the outcome of this is I got it all back. And every day when I would come in, so for, for, we had four really intense days. We've had two weeks of, of trying to get everything back on track. At the end of the day, I would come in every morning. I'd say, Jody, who's your favorite asshole? And he'd say, you are, because in that situation, you have to be very direct and very strong. And I wasn't rude. I wasn't over the no, top. I didn't you call weren't. anybody names, but I basically took, and I won't mention their name because I'm going to be nice to him but i basically took the vice president of that bank and i told him this is unacceptable this is the most unprofessional thing i've ever seen in my life without warning you've done this and i expect you to turn this around and um you just have to be direct in that situation but at the same time you've got there's a balance on everything right i mean there's a balance at how far you can go you know you mentioned social media a lot of people go over the top on social media and i don't think we realize that um it seems all innocent and nice. And, you know, it seems like it's like not a big deal, but you know, you and I were talking about it earlier from our generation, if there was a problem, you know, it was, I'm going to kick your ass at recess. And that a lot of times was an idle threat, you know, when we were kids or it was a little scrap out behind the schoolyard until somebody broke it up. But nowadays it can turn into more than that. Your customers are seeing that your potential customers are seeing that. So how do you keep yourself? How do, I mean, I, I'm, I'm asking this kind of in a roundabout way, but not just you as in Billy, but you as in the general public, how do people keep themselves grounded? They need to do something to keep themselves from going too far. You get the first, you got to realize something. And um, what's the 12 step program is the first solution or the first step is realizing there's a problem. Yep. But there's always with any situation, <clears throat> there's two equations. There's a mechanical equation and there's an emotional equation. The mechanical equation is the situation, whatever it is. The emotional equation is how you feel about it and the way you're going to go about it. And I think it takes a lifetime to really master that. I think Jody probably has mastered that, but <laughs> no, it takes a while yeah. to master that. So you, you run into something, you say, okay, what? So in business, whether it's a shiny car or managing people or building something, um, there's a problem and a solution. That's it. Right. And and so in business, I think as you learn and grow, you learn to deal in facts. And the facts are there's there's two equations. There's a mechanical equation. This is the problem that needs to be solved. And there's the emotional equation on how I feel about it. 
um, you know, just recently I had got dragged into something and I took the blame. I think nothing too, if I take the blame on certain situations, then I have the power. I remove the power from them. I now have the power, but I got dragged in, into some things and somebody, you know, um, somebody, you know, oh, they're going to, oh, they're going to kick my ass, you know, at SEMA, which, okay, <laughs> I hear it every year, you know, it never happens, but I hear it every year. <clears throat> you know, and, and it's just like, whatever. And then, and, but the, the, I think the, um, if I'll just get real with people. Like I'll be real with you. I don't, I don't care. I'm not hard to find. I show up everywhere at events, at trainings, not hard to find at all. If, if somebody has, you know, uh, something they want to talk to me about. Okay. Yeah. Logical person. Now, but the response I get back is, well, you threaten me. Well, no, if I tell you, uh, you know, if you want to walk up and I slap your head off, okay, <laughs> that, that's not a threat. That's probably what's going to happen. You know, if you, if you push the wrong buttons. It's no different, but they'll come back at you and say, well, you should know better. You should be on a different level. You should have responded better. And they always like to go to the threat. You know, the, oh, it was a threat. Now, I'm sure, Rod and Jody, you guys would agree. If we were all hanging out somewhere and I say, well, over there is Mike Tyson. And I walk up and I slap Mike Tyson. Uh, odds are pretty good that I'm going to get pounded in the ground, okay? Yep. Somebody's going to say, well, you know, Billy, you had the courage to go out there and, and slap Mike Tyson. But there's going to be a group of people that say, well, Mike, you're a professional boxer. You're, you're well-known and seen in the public eye. You should have had more reserve than to, to strike back. So to bring all this back full circle, I think understand the mechanical and the emotional aspects of all this and just trying to get better at every day and understanding when other people say things or do things, maybe they don't have the, the, the worst intent. Maybe it was just a bad moment. I think it's for mm -hmm. all of yeah. I think that's an important thing, right? There are moments in business. There are moments in your personal life, right? And the key is recognizing how you're going to respond to that moment. I mean, Rod came in on that Friday and goes, Jody, I need to vent, right? And in this in this office, it is a safe space. You can unload. You can express everything that's on your heart. And once you get it out, you then have to go, all right, now that that's off your chest, even though it's still simmering in the back of your head and in your heart, what are we going to do to solve the problem, right? Yep. And if you get stuck in that whiny, gripey, mad mode, you're never getting to the how do I move forward. Right. And it's really important that as kind of as you pointed out, there's an emotional side and a mechanical side. It's OK to embrace the emotional side, but it's not OK to get stuck there. Yep. At some point, you have to get back to the mechanical side and say, what are the little things that I can do in the next moments to move me forward because sometimes you don't have the whole plan laid out in front of you. It's revealed to you as you're moving forward and trying to tackle the problem. Right? So be willing to embrace the ugly to embrace the moment, but then go, all right, how do I build my way out of it? And I use that term specifically build your way because as you're facing a problem, you can either allow the heat of the situation to burn you or you can allow it to refine you and you get to choose. Yeah. And 
the, I think the nice part about that is so this, so like I was saying earlier, I'm reading this stuff on this thing called toxic positivity and there's a level, I mean, it, the, the whole fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that, but, but, but at the same time, I'll tell them their story about Jody and I, where Jody was able to get past that mechanical part in the, or get past the emotional, get to the mechanical. I think I've told this story before on here, but there several months ago, probably almost a year ago, um, I drive a big three quarter ton four wheel drive four door pickup. Jody has a little BMW <laughs> convertible, and every day I back straight up and then turn. And for whatever reason, I didn't do it that day. I just cranked the wheel and backed up. And at the point where my passenger side tire ran up on his mirror, I realized I was on Jody's car. And so I dropped back down off, and it literally picked my truck up. That's how far up the side of his car I got. Um. And I was, I came in and I was just emotionally a wreck. I was like, God damn it, Jody, I just ran over your freaking car. And he's like, it's all right. It's all good. And I said, no, it's not all good. And I was just completely emotional because I just ran over his car. I mean, I was pissed. I was pissed at myself and everything. And, but Jody went past the emotional aspect of it. And at the beginning of that, I thought he was being that fake. It's all good stuff. And he said, dude, it's just a car. It's just stuff. We can fix it. Right. And he immediately went into the mechanical side of that to pull me back out of that. And I know, and I've been on the flip side of that. I've watched Jody get emotional, yep, you know, the whole you have. and everything he's done. And it's, it's, you have to process that. But at that point in time, he moved directly into the results mode, right? That's his personality. What are the results? What are we going to do to fix this? Now, long story short, we got a really good PDR guy here in town, McDowell's, McDowell's. Automotive. Big th Boom. shout out to them because he spent, he spent 11 and a half hours to fix Jody's car and we didn't have to repaint it. So anyway. And he did a great, did a job. great job. You can't it, even so tell. He did a really good job and he saved my ass. So, but, <laughs> but literally I think that that is um, kind of in a really, it happened in like 10 seconds, man. It was, I ran over the car, I came in the office and instantly we went into how are we going to fix it? That doesn't always happen. Sometimes you brew on stuff for a long time. And I know that there's been stuff in your past and my past and Jody's past where we brew on it. And you, eventually you have to find out whatever it is, whether it's sitting and having a glass of whiskey and a cigar, whether it's sitting alone in a room, whether it's having somebody talk to you, but something's got to pull you out of that emotional part and get you just into the mechanics of it. Oh, uh, well, yeah, hundred percent. And, and that's one of the things that I love about business, like real business, um, Let's use detailing cars as an example because we're all in that. You know, you can you can reach a certain level of how well you can polish a car or detail a car that produces a result. But the um, the business of business itself never ends. It never right. ends. You never know it all, and everything's a continual learning process. And the great thing about failing or losing is you just get better. And when things don't go your way, and I have learned this too, when things don't go my way. I have to get better at that because the next time things don't go my way, now I have experience on how to produce a positive result, whatever that result might be, whatever the problem might be. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Ian. Nice. Way to Ian, stir the pot. I love that, man. I'm super angry <laughs> and going to fight you at SEMA. That's awesome. I love that's it. That's hilarious. I love it. Oh so, and I, I think that that's really key though, Billy is you know, in business, you know, you learn from it. There's already stuff that in the last two weeks, good morning, Mr. Lyons. Um, we have already, we've already learned a lesson from that. So to take a long story short on her whole financial thing that happened, got almost all the money back. And what I did is I transferred most of that money into an account so that now I control it. 
because I, it was instant. It was like, oh, no, these guys ain't ever controlling me again. So we took that on as a, a personal thing in our business and made a business decision about which direction to go. And I think that that's the key is how do we learn from these? And people can have really tragic things that happen in their lives. You know, you got friends and relatives <clears throat> that die. You've got people that make really bad decisions. Um, you know, we met, we've known some, some people that we actually personally know, you know, Billy and you and I and, and Jody that, that have been through a lot of adversity in their life. They've had drug addiction. They've been incarcerated. They've done some, some things in their life. Every single one of those people have learned from that and they've incorporated that lesson into their business life. And I've learned from them too. Yeah. They taught me things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think that's a, that's a really important thing about that is learning from somebody else, how they took on that adverse adversity and, and how they deal with it. When you learn, you know, that somebody's got through that and it's, it's not kind of a, well, I don't have it that bad. It's more of a, there was a thing they dealt with and it was really up here. It was a high level adversity. And I've got something down here that's adversity. It's not the same, but I can take the same lesson, you know? Um, when I, I think that's an important thing, right? Everybody wants to put on the image <clears throat> that they're successful in which, you know, there's a certain level of that is important, right? You need to go, you know what? I have my stuff together. I'm working towards things. But I also think that having an environment, you know, a podcast like this or having somebody that you can be real with and say, you know what? This is where I struggled in my business. This is where I struggled in my personal life. And it's amazing because when you are open and you are authentic with both your failures and your success, you can be the blueprint for somebody else's success, right? And so being able to have these conversations is important because people are looking at you. They're watching you. They're trying to, to learn from you, right? And I think a lot of times we're out of pride or out of whatever, we try to hold those lessons to ourselves instead of going, all right, how am I going to be a blessing to others and help people move forward based on my experiences and my struggles? It's something I thought about the other day was screenshots. Like, you know, people will screenshot things and share it around. You know, they always screenshot negativity. They yeah. never screenshot the highlights of your life or the things that you did. They always screenshot the negativity. And whatever level you're on, you know, if, if you're in the public eye or you want to be so for I can just speak for myself, you know, I want to be accessible to people. I like to think that we, you know, run our company in a manner that tries to help people become a better version of themselves, run a more successful business, and then also allow them the family time to bring that whole balance around. I try to be a part of that. Yeah. Now, does that mean that I'm the best example of all those things all the time? It doesn't, but I think if you see, and I've said this for a while, find somebody that you like or that resonates with you and see through their flaws too and see the value in things. If you're always looking for the negative aspects, that's what you're going to see. If you yeah. follow anybody around 24 hours a day in the public eye, they're probably not going to be what well, that person wasn't who I thought they were but for that moment or throughout their entire life. Yeah. And I think that that's, mm. I think it's, I, I think probably, one of the bigger problems is we put people on a pedestal, right? Somebody sees uh, uh, somebody that's big in the industry and they're, oh man, that guy, he's, he's on this pedestal. And I, and I, you can take anybody. I don't care if you take the most wholesome person out there. 
you know, they, they're going to have something about them that doesn't necessarily mesh with what you do in your life and vice versa. You know, so, me too. I, you know, people, people would look at my life. There's, there's things that I do. I'm sure that that wouldn't be, uh, people wouldn't look at it as successful. A lot of it is like Jody said, it's not, it's, it's exposing your flaws and being okay with those failures. I mean, you, you got chemicals, right? You got, you got products. Think about how many failures there are in developing a product, a chemical, right? I mean, oh my God, how many different renditions of that are you going to get? You know, rendition number one. Oh, shit. I just ate through the paint. Well, that's not going to work, you know, and you go through all those renditions and people are OK with that. People are OK with I mean, the Dyson vacuum, his first ads used to talk about how many failures he had. This is the 147th version of this before it actually worked. And I'm like, we don't think about that in business, but you're not going to get it right the first time. You're not going to get it right the second time. You got to go through where you are in your life. I keep on my desk a piece of paper and it's a handwritten note that talks about the failures that businesses go through. 50% of businesses fail in the first year. 25% of the businesses of those businesses that succeed fail in the second year. 15% of those fail. And it goes all the way down the list. And I keep it on there as a reminder. And every time we hit a milestone, it helps me look at the things that we are doing right and also look at the failures that we've had and say, how did that help us grow? And I think that's the key is how does that failure help me grow and get to that next level? I think we learn more from failure than we do through success, you know, and going back to the, uh, the product and the failure. If, if, you know, we live our life on social media for the most part in the public eye, when we're developing products and chemicals, that's that's in private, right? It's not in, in the eye of the public. So if yeah. people see all the times we failed or how many variants of something we've had, you would be like, man, this company really doesn't know what they're doing. You know, you only see the final result after we finally got it right. But we learn yeah. because it didn't do this or it didn't do a certain thing. We learn more from those failures than we do by producing a result. I love producing great results and success, but the foundational blocks that built us to who we are all came from failures. Oh yeah. And that's, what I think that sometimes I think that Jody and I have an easier time dealing with that because in software, like you could have this new thing you want to do. Right. And you're like, give me this report. Right. And I know I can tell you right now, the first 15 versions of that are going to fail. You know, the number is going to be incorrect. One and one equals seven. They're all off. Everything's out here. It's, it's all messed up. <laughs> that's just part of our deal. We go through many renditions of this before we actually roll it out to the public. And then we do what's called a scream test where we push it out to a couple of people and we listen and we're like, did they scream? No, it must be good. Okay, let's go. And that happens. There's huge failures that have happened in, in, in our industry in every industry. It happens. I mean, think about some of the, some of the major automotive manufacturers that have had recalls of 150,000 trucks, 150,000 cars. There's huge failures, but people, people need to look past that and go, okay, what's the next thing we're going to do? You know, I mean, we got to remember back to 1964, Ford was failing as a company. And that failure as a company brought in but Lee Iacocca, who Lee came Iacocca. in and started the freaking Mustang, one of the most successful vehicles on this planet. It was because of the failure that Ford was going through. And he turned around Chrysler, too. Yeah. Chrysler, yeah. the K car. Yep. He did. And that was a kick. Oh, there's a piece of shit, but it turned around. Chrysler. That boy turned it around. So again, a failure that made a company successful. I think one of the things too, that a lot of, that trips up a lot of business owners is they compare and despair. They look at other businesses and they go, Oh, well they're here. They've gotten this much success and they're comparing their chapter two to <clears throat> your chapter 12. 
and not embracing the fact that they have to go through all of the processes, all of the pain, all of the learning, all of the experimentation, all of the success of building their business. And it comes over time. And one of the biggest challenges as a business owner is being patient with time. <laughs> yeah. And, and another one I think is, is you mentioned when you get down in there and it sucks. So there's a couple of different things. One of them, I love uh, Keith DePlessis has a beautiful quote. It's embrace the suck. And it's a military statement, but you know, it's going to suck. The other one I love is sometimes you got to eat a shit sandwich. And when my wife says this to my kids all the time, it's going to be a shit sandwich. You're going to eat it, but you got to learn the best way to eat it. <laughs> and you just eat the shit sandwich, you embrace the suck, and you move on because there's times it's going to be rough and you get through it. Anybody that's been married knows this. There's going to be times. Business owners, you know this. And there's going to be failures. But I think the problem is on social media, like you mentioned, we, we tend to come down on people because they've either failed or they did something in the past. And, and people beat the hell out of somebody because they had a problem in the past. And I'm like, I can guarantee you that person learned from that. Right. I mean, I, I, Jody was at Chris West place, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I can guarantee you, Chris West has some major failures the first time he rolled out solution finish. And you can look at yourself and go, I can either learn from that or I can swim around in that shit forever and realize that, oh, I'm such a bad person. Don't do that. That's everybody's going to pile on. But I think that piling on is a insecurity in themselves. And I'm going to, I'll call people out, not by name because I'm not a dick, but. People do that. They see somebody that's hurting. They see somebody that's got a failure, a potential failure, and they cut. Ah, look at him. Look at him. And that's trying to make themselves feel better. You need to look in the mirror. Why are you doing that to people? Right? Why are you picking on people for either a failure or a success? Leave them alone, man. Do your own thing. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. You know, it, um, you know, if you compared, you know, you look at one thing, it's one dimensional. I didn't like somebody did this or they're weak or, you know, uh, they're failing here. But if you look at the overall projection of their life, they probably won in a lot of other areas that you're not even aware of. Yes. One yes. loss. And, and so oh, well, that person's a loser, you know, you know, and I've, I've talked to a buddy of mine the other day. And again, I, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I'll be a lab rat, but at 21 years of my wife, you know, we've raised a kid, got a grandbaby. I'm not going to get on the internet and argue with somebody that's never even raised kids. Right. You know, um, I ran a, a, a detailing business and then we have the, the American detailer garage brand. Not to say that I know it all or that we're the, um, the cookie cutter example of how to recreate the mold. But, you know, you see all these things and you look at my flaws and you come back and say, well, you know, he, he's probably an asshole. Well, probably, but it's <laughs> a lot of things to build all this thing and make it work. And, and, and at the end of the day, I'm not here to please the internet. I'm here to please my family. Right. Right. There. And I think we keep that at the forefront of our focus and all the other stuff's just noise. And it's fun. It's fun sometimes to get involved in some serious <laughs> debates. I think it's fun sometimes. Stir the pot, yeah. baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we all get bored. We all get bored. We all want to challenge. I think the one thing about business owners is we don't run from challenges. We embrace challenges. So yeah. if it's yeah. six, seven o'clock at night, you know, hey, sometimes things yep. happen. So, yeah. you know, there's so much stuff we can keep going. Um, but, you know, kind of in final wrap up, you know, if you were given a business owner one or two tips to push through the dark moments, to push through the, the trenches, what would you suggest? I would say look at things in your daily life 
and start applying solutions to those. And I'll give you an example. You know, I drove a semi truck for 20 years, 21 years. Then I hated red lights, right? Because then you got you got this big 80,000 pound truck. <clears throat> you come up to a red light, you got to come to a stop, then you got to build all your momentum back up. And over the course of a long day, it wears on you along with traffic. And before I left my job, I was trying to condition myself in business and I would just start laughing at the red lights. I would just laugh superficially, but I would laugh because what I'm doing is I'm tricking my subconscious mind to realize, hey man, now I have the opportunity to kind of look around, notice trees or whatever, maybe things I've never noticed before. So I would say use daily things in your life that, that irritate you or trigger you and start making light of those things because what you're doing is building a, a skill set that you can transfer over to business when things would piss you off or set you off. Now they don't seem quite as big. I think that's important. <clears throat> I think learning your mistakes, taking uh, healthy inventory of when you're wrong, when you're right. That doesn't mean you have to go to the internet and apologize to everybody for everything you've done. Just take personal mm -hmm. accountability and inventory of where you went wrong and don't make the same mistake twice. And right. then just don't quit. You know, yep. we talk about the mechanical equation and the emotional equation. Before social media, most everything was mechanical. This work didn't work. This work didn't work. And your emotion was tied up in here. When you put this in front of somebody, all of a sudden, everybody else's opinions come in, into the role right now. Your emotional part is much bigger than the mechanical part. When we mm -hmm. were kids, we were scared of the boogeyman. It's because we heard all these crazy things and scary things about the boogeyman. Well, your boogeyman is only as big as you make him up here, right? The facts and the mechanical part of solving the problem is still there, whether it's small or big. Yep. And I, I, I think that's really important. The other one is that, you know, people today in today's society on, on the social media, it's really hard not to show people what you're doing and you know, somebody's going to copy it. Right. And you can't let that get under your skin. I, I, one of the best things I ever heard was don't give somebody the permission to piss you off. They, you have to give them permission to do that. And if you just don't give them that permission, you know, if you just, if you just take it all in stride and know somebody's going to do that, somebody's going to come and say something, man, they're going to try to do something to you. And, um, there you go. There's a good book, War The War of Art by Pressfield. War of Art. I read that. It's a good book. Ian's yeah. the one that threw me onto that. Well, let me let me say this too. I want to add this too, Rod. Is <clears throat> so I'll be 45 years old next week. All right. When I was growing up, we didn't really have social media. So you, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't have Google, you didn't have the internet. So if I saw a movie, I didn't know anything about the actor. I just they were that right there on, on the screen. Nowadays with social media and the 24-hour news cycle, mm -hmm. whether your news cycle on TV or, or social media, the people that you hold in perhaps high regard, they're in the spotlight from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. So you see everything. And then you form a judgment based upon what you see when you have more exposure now than anybody's ever had in the history of, of human, you know, mankind. Yeah. No, it's yep. good, man. Yep. Well, we want to thank you for taking the time to have this conversation i mean i think it's needed right a lot of business owners they don't know how to you know they struggle with pushing through the dark moments we all do right and trying to figure out the secret formula which a lot of times the secret formula is being authentic with yourself making the necessary adjustments and pushing through right just pushing through the dark moments because a lot of times I believe that pushing through the trenches is what's making you strong enough 
to climb the mountain that's ahead of you. And you'll then be able to reap the benefit of the peak of that mountain once you get there. So we want to thank you so much for joining us, guys. Please. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> There's my book, Learn to Dance with the Currents of Life When You Feel Like You're Drowning. And uh, check out uh, Billy Bogus, AmericanDetailerGarage.com. Trenches, hashtag trenches. He's everywhere. And right. uh, we, we just appreciate you, man. And Ian, if we're going to fight at SEMA, I want you nothing but a Speedo, brother, because that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be a mud wrestling. If you can beat a guy in a speedo, you're a bigger man than me. So, oh, the imagery of that is just too much for me, baby. Oh, hey, I want my trenches speedo. That's what it is. It says trenches on it. Hey, long says trenches on there. It's cool for guys to wear. Guys wear capri pants all the time these days. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same bad channel. See you you later.